0: God sharing about Bible school days, going to Bible college, and, and being the first time in a children's church, and a 19-year-old, and, and my buddy was a preacher's kid, he, was, he knew all about it, so I said, okay. But you see, for all those years, I, I grew up in church, we, we learned how to uh, sit on the pew, and uh, we learned that we could hear god's voice without being entertained with lots of games just just saying just saying so we we desperately need to keep the word of god in our hearts and our lives it's a powerful thing it's a powerful thing so uh i learned that children move and are active and so whatever their age is five to seven you've got about that many minutes to work with them and move on to another subject and uh, so it, the, I've, I've learned with you adults is that every seven minutes, I need to tell a joke, but I've never, <laughs> I've never been able to get that accomplished. But uh, why do you suppose I have to every seven minutes change something? I mean, I'm, I'm talking about professional trained speakers. I'm, you know, your minds are trained to every seven minutes used to be. Nowadays, the younger generation don't have what you all have. It's called commercials. If you look at your watch, about every seven minutes, there's a commercial coming on. And uh, I also learned that uh, when the news is on, you can get a lot accomplished in two minutes. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how a commercial is. How many of you are, are, are concerned about just how much the government knows about you? I mean, you know, big brother and just cameras and and everything. How many of you get aggravated when you're driving down the road and you see this sign? It says, speed limit, 35. And then below it, it says, your speed, 48. Well, I see the new sign now. It says that, you know, 35, and then whatever speed you're doing, 48 but then it also reads out 130 over 80. It reads your blood pressure. <laughs> and then if that's not enough, it will give you your credit score of 685. Yeah. I mean, that's a little bit extreme, but uh, I, I saw that piece of humor and I thought, I've got to share that. i am just going to share that. When you drive by and you go, what? My blood pressure? You know, I mean, it's just pretty, pretty phenomenal. Pretty phenomenal what's going on in my world today. Um, we're looking at uh, the message today the the God factor I want you to see the graphics here and uh, I don't know let me see if I can do a little bit of see if I can get this figured out I told you I should have a little graphics here there we go it doesn't give it justice if you was on a screen on your lap. That is the world back there. If you notice, America is right here on the left. The God factor. It's the globe, the world. And I want you just to think about that for a little bit. We, we are enjoying uh, the hot end of spring or the hot beginning of summer, about 10 degrees hotter. But on the other side of the earth, they're having cool temperatures. How that the earth is built so significantly different. How that God gave us different uh, languages and different skin uh, complexions to deal with the sun and the things that's going on. So so our world is very complex. You think of India and, and the foods that they have. and Oh man, they have some great, great food. That curry curry chicken, man, I don't know. It's been a while since I Looked up the calorie count on that, but, uh, oh, guess what they have now? Fake chicken. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we had plant-based hamburgers, right? Now we've got fake chicken. And it's real simple. You just mix up flour and water, and you keep working with it. And then you look at it and say chicken, and then taste it, you think, oh, yeah, that's chicken. I'm serious, I I was reading an article about it, and then how do you make it? It It's absolutely crazy, the human mind. And uh, in the sense of of what we're eating nowadays. And of course, it's all healthy for you, right? I mean, you know, I was thinking, you know, eat plant-based meat so that you have no problems with with, uh, uh, cattle and the ozone level that they give off when they, do their thing out in the field, and uh, I started thinking, well, how much fertilizer and how much uh, exhaust come out of the tractor <laughs> growing this plant food? And just, just thought, just thought, you know, plant foods are crazy. But the world is is tremendously made of pineapples in Hawaii. Different foods grow in different soil types. And it's a God factor. It's a God factor. There's a gentleman that has written a book. He's a secular book on on motivation for for folks working and and motivational speaker. And he's he's come down with the what's called the, the ten factor. If you work ten times harder than the average person, you will be ahead. But if you are just to go to work, plug in, do my eight hours, and go home, he said. You're probably going to stay in that status quo of not having much in life. If you are just thinking, well, the government's going to take care of me now, and the government's going to take care of me later, and I'm just going to get by, you're probably not going to have a very satisfying life. But if you will take a concept of ten times the energy, ten times the thought process, ten times of getting out there and making things happen, your economy of your life will become better your family will, will be blessed because you've worked harder than the average person. I can remember once when I was working in a factory and uh, I'd see the boss come down and it was about you know 10 minutes before quitting time. He'd walk up to somebody and they'd look at him and they'd go, mm-hmm. he was asking people for overtime. I kept on working. I'm saying, man, if he comes, I know what my answer is going to be. Yes, sir. How high do you want me to jump and how fast do you want me to run? Because I knew overtime was just a little bit more money. And I just worked for less money. Why can't I work for more money? <laughs> you like that idea, working for more money? I love that idea, working for more money. So if we put in more time with God, if we put in uh, the, factor, the God factor, is if we put more of God into our lives, things will come together. In Jude chapter 1. There's the multiplication. Jude chapter 1 and verse 2, it says, May mercy, peace, and love be multiplied to you. Multiplication. The word in abundance literally means to multiply. The God factor is, is that if we will simply recognize that God wants to multiply His mercy in our life, He wants to multiply the peace with this in our life, he wants to multiply the love we have for Him. Do we love God? And everyone says, absolutely we love God. But do we love, love God? Do we love His Word? Do we take time to decipher His Word? Do we take time to read it? Do we take time to let it sink in? Do we take time to mark our Bible? <laughs> These new Bible acts they lady didn't know what she was doing she had just had her new bible new phone out and she was underlining scripture verses <laughs> pretty soon she couldn't couldn't read the text because she was up that's one thing that we when you're just reading online uh, it's difficult to mark your bible but you can put it in your mind and make it happen it's that 10 factor working twice as hard more multiple times you see To multiply to you, may may the God of peace multiply, mercy, peace, and love into your heart. The NIV says abundance, but I believe it is the uh, English Standard Version that says, may mercy, peace, and love be multiplied to you. And God wants to multiply in our lives. But we have to open up and say, God, I'm willing to let your multiplication work in my life. Multiply, mercy, peace, and love. To you, to me, we have that principle of God's multiplication. And he wants to multiply into our lives. You see, multiply can be double, triple, quadruple. And on goes the multiplication when we allow ourselves to begin to concentrate on multiplying and letting God be the God factor in our lives. Our God. I, I want to take a moment to search out our God. And in Isaiah chapter 26, <coughs> Isaiah chapter 26, verse 12 says, Lord, you established peace for us. Lord, you established peace for us. How many of you have been to uh, uh, a business and it'll say, established in 1959? Mm -hmm. at least they were established uh and established we've been in the business for 10 years established the and what's that mean that means something that has been permanent that is existence you know when a company's been with it for 40 years we were established you know 40 years ago and it's in that concept of of being established to me says that nothing's moving that that you're going to be in business for a long time. That you were established then and you have continued to keep be in business. You've continued to be productive. And, and I want to be established in the presence of God. I want to have that relationship with God and continue to grow in that relationship. And, and because I'm established when I said, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. My establishment started when I said, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. And when you're young, you do that about every week. In the altar. But guess what? When you keep doing it, it keeps sticking. And so, sometimes when we get adults, we say, well, I've been there, I've done that. No, 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 no. We've got to keep coming back to the altar. We've got to keep coming back to the presence of God. We have to keep on being established in God. It's not enough to say, well, you know, I was in the altar when I was a teenager, I just can't find my way there anymore. Well, my knees hurt, I can't, I can't, can't get down on my knees. Stand. Well, that my back hurts. Set. Well, set for a moment. Stand for a moment. Move for a little bit. Be in the presence of God. Move towards the presence of God. Multiply and, and be established. Let the Lord. The Lord. You establish established peace for us. God has established. Put that principle down. Established. The, the chapter of Isaiah 26 is all about... The, the joy in the presence of God. It's a song of praise. And in verse 12 it says, You established peace for us. All that we have accomplished, you have done for us. You've established a peace for us. And all that we have accomplished, you have done for us. All that we've done. Everything that we have done, you have established. God, has been your working in my life. And sometimes we've got to remind ourselves, it's by the grace of God, I am who I am. And the establishment was started, but we must recognize that our accomplishments have been done for us. That we have done. Lord, it brings glory to you. Lord, you established peace for us, and all that we have accomplished has been done, you have done for us. You have done, God, you have done this for us. Our accomplishments. And so when you work ten times harder and and get benefits out of it, it's a mindset of just pushing forward and doing more for the kingdom of God. Doing more in your walk with God. And know that the results will happen in a greater sense. Just checking into church on a a time card say, Well, I made it to church today. Kudos to you. You made it to church. That's wonderful. I read scripture today. Good, that's great. You know, but it's that constant coming back to the Lord. And that same chapter of Isaiah. Uh, just across the page uh, chapter 26 and verse 3 it says you will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is steadfast because he trusts in you all to trust in the lord god has a peace because we're established he's established peace in us he has built peace inside of us Lord, you established peace for us. He has built peace within us. He's been in the peacemaking business for a long, long time. And he wants to build peace within us. And then chapter 53 talks about our God. And our God established peace, but then our God sent his Son. Isaiah 53, verse 5, it says, But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities our sins, our iniquities, the things we do that are wrong. Jesus was crushed for that. And the punishment that brought us peace, His punishment brought us His peace. God established the peace, but it all came because His Son paid the price. And by His wounds, we are healed. When you look at the cross, and you realize the wounds that Christ experienced. When we celebrate the Easter, we have to go through the pain and the torture of the cross. But those wounds bring healing of the mind, bring healing of the physical body, bringing healing to the spirit, to where we grow in the presence of God. We grow in His presence. Pierced for our transgressions, He was crushed for our iniquities. And the punishment that brought us peace was upon Him. And His wounds, we are healed by Amen. the wounds. The Amen. healing power—that's our God. Yes, our God paid the price our God paid the price that we can have peace established deep in our spirit and in our presence. It is our God. We serve an awesome God around the world. The God factor around the world. We serve a God that is truly awesome. Yes. Our world. Our world is in a very difficult place right now. Our world finds itself having strict, 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 strict problems, strange problems, difficult problems, beyond comprehension. And it's because of the lack of the presence of God Almighty. Amen. We, we want to say, why sinner, Clean up your act. And we need to say Oh, Saint, fill up your vessel. Fill up your vessel. Fill up your vessel. I can remember as a child, my father would always build a huge garden, always get plants going early, put them out, and then for two weeks before the last frost, any given day, you knew you was going to be yanked out a bit early to go water the plants. And you fill up the bucket as full as you you could get it, but but it was gonna splash over at times. And and when it did, you got a little bit wet. I'm talking, you know, when you're this tall. I'm not talking 16, I was about eight, 10 years old, out there pumping the pump handle to carry the water out to wash the frost off. And we all carry a bucket, folks. We all carry a bucket. It's deep inside of us. It's the Spirit of God that's within us. And and we must recognize that our world needs the splashing of the Holy Spirit out on them that they could come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. So we have to fill up. Why does the world get so involved in fentanyl? It's because people find that they can have a relief from their problems. You see, in 2018, there was, there was roughly... Um, 290,000 pills of fentanyl retrieved in America in 2000. That's how many pills were retrieved, taken from people who were passing drugs. Three years later, it's not in the thousands. It's 9 million The epidemic of of drug addiction is beyond comprehension. That's our world. Our world is, as you could say, many people, it's messed up. Mm -hmm. Counseling Alliance, uh, they are a program that helps people get through difficult things. They say that on their webpage that they feel that there's 40 million. 40 million Americans clicking on porn. It's just a click away. How many of you search for groceries online? Anybody? A couple. How many search for uh, repair ideas on how to repair something online? Mm-hmm. Yeah? How many you search for... Uh, recipes online. Man, I am (laughs) done. I love to eat. Now, you think about all the different things. How many of you search for a particular restaurant? You know, maybe directions to that restaurant. Think of all the times you search for good and decent things. And you multiply that to the face of the earth. 20% of all searches in America online searching for something is porn people going after porn it is unbelievable our world is unbelievable John chapter 16 tells us something special I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace in the world you will have troubles NIV says you will have tribulation. Excuse me. New King James says you will have tribulation. And that's our world. All through my ministry, I try to just focus on my message and let the worship team do what they're going to do. And the first song out of the gate today was, I searched the world, but it couldn't fill me. (laughs) (laughs) I searched the world, but it couldn't fill me. It will not fill us. The things of this world will not fill us that with keeping power, with strength, with empowerment. I searched the world and it could not fill me. In John chapter 16, verse 8, it says, you're going, to have, you're going to have troubles, you're going to have trials. But take heart, take heart, because I have overcome the world. Jesus says, I have overcome the world. Jesus says, I have overcome the world drug addiction I have overcome the, the porn situation I've overcome the difficulties that our society's in I've overcome it and when you look read through the, the book of Corinthians you you see that the world that they were living in the culture they was living in and preaching in was was very similar to ours and being totally uh, messed up the world was messed up but God saying take heart Take heart. Be of good cheer. I, I want you to know that you're going to have this in your life. It's going to happen. There's a seg- segment in 1 Peter 3.10 that says, For whoever would love life and see good days must keep their tongue from evil and their lips from deceitful speech. The power of the word. What we speak is so powerful. Chapter 3, and verse 11 says, They must turn from evil and do good. They must seek peace and pursue it. What's the world need? The world needs to turn from evil. That's right. The world needs to turn from drug addiction. It needs to turn from porn. It needs to turn away from, from all the sexual sins that mankind has perpetrated on mankind. That's right. I was talking to a veteran this past week, you know, honoring veterans, and I and I when I speak to a veteran, I, I give them respect and give them honor because I don't know what all they've gone through, but I know it wasn't pleasant for a lot of them. And he was sharing with me the things that he'd gone through in life, and, and realizing that people perpetrating trash and ugly stuff on people. He said, "I can't, I can't fathom how one human being." Can go out and torture another human being and think it's okay. He, he was just—he was just beside himself because not only was he a military person for two hitches, eight years, he he, he went into law enforcement and then he went into firefighting, and he's seen all the stuff that people do to one another and what we need to do in our world today and what the world needs to do is turn from evil and do good. Turn from evil and do good. We must seek peace and pursue it. That, that is one of the key things, turning from evil and doing good. If we could just somehow teach that throughout the public school system, turn from evil, do good. I think some teachers could come up with some slogans that is biblical without putting the text, verse, chapter, and verse on it <laughs> and get by with it. That's right. <laughs> Turn from evil, do good. You must seek peace, you must seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to the cry, but the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. God does not like evil, he doesn't like evil in my life. He doesn't like evil in your life. He doesn't like evil in the street. We've got to pray against evil activity in our lives and those and people in the street. What's our future hold as we look at the God factor? And, and you factor in God in our future, it's bright because the Jesus is coming back. That's right. But until then, we've got to carry it on. We've yes. got to carry the gospel message. We've got to be involved in it. Finally, brother, brothers, in 2 Corinthians chapter. Uh, 13 and verse 11 finally brothers rejoice aim for restoration comfort one another agree with one another live in peace and the god of love and peace will be with you it is so important that we recognize that the world is messed up and we must seek the face of god must seek the face of god finally brothers he closes out the corinthian books And he says, aim for restoration. Aim for for that building, restoring, and comfort one another. Comfort one another. Agree with one another. Live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. Closes out that chapter. I always laugh at this one. It says, greet one another with a holy kiss. Some teenagers like to use that scripture verse as quote. (laughs) All saints greet you and then he closes and this is a three point message so if your stomach's growling just hang on we're going to be here for another half hour <laughs> <laughs> he closes with, with verse 14 It says the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you today I opened the scriptures with a greeting in Jude It's the beginning, the salutation of the letter. And now I'm getting the conclusion of a letter out of Corinthians. 2 Corinthians 13 and 14. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. Three things. We must keep the grace of God flowing in our lives at all times. We must Keep the love of God flowing in our spirit, in our life, in our world at all times. And the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. I want to dwell on the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Our future depends upon the fellowship, our fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Our future depends. Can I get an amen on that? Our future depends. Our future depends on the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit lives within the Word. The Holy Spirit lives within us. And as we pray in the Spirit, it's praying out God's will for our lives. It's a process of seeking. It's a process of looking. I was in a store the other day, and I I was looking for something, and, and I looked, and I looked, and I looked, and I don't see that. And the stores are always different nowadays. It used to be you could walk into certain brands of stores and things would be here, be here, be here, be here. Now it's all mixed up. And so I'm just looking, and I'm looking, and I'm looking, and I'm looking. So I just back up and say, I know it's got to be here. And sure enough, instead of it being square and rectangular, they turned it on its side, and it was just so hard to see with all the other stuff on the shelf. I stood there and waited to seek it out. In the upper room, they waited 10 days for the promise to show up. God's calling us to intercede, to pray, and seek the face of God. The God factor is the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. You are with me. God, you are with me. God, you are present. Even though I might not feel it this moment, I might have pain, I might have agony, I might have difficulty, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit is so vital. Because you see, for us to say no to sin, for us to keep our mouths from speaking evil, it takes an infusion of the Holy Spirit. Yes. It takes an infusion of the Holy Spirit. I, I didn't realize the power of infusion until I watched people who are dehydrated. Do you know how you can tell if you're dehydrated? It's a real simple thing. You take the back of your hand, you squeeze it, and if that skin keeps staying up, you're dehydrated. You need the water. And I've watched people get infusions, being passed being in hospitals, and man, they are just barely getting into that emergency room. I mean, moving slow, just nauseated, just really upset. And within about 45 minutes, they've been infused in the veins. And their life just begins to blossom. They begin to say, man, I can't believe how good I feel. I can't believe that that's all gone. You see, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, God wants to infuse us. Not just just bless us and tap us on the flag saying, son, daughter, You're doing okay. He wants to infuse us to where we become alive in the Word of God. We can become alive in the joy of the Lord. There is a fellowship that only happens as we pray in a prayer language. And it's God's plan and purpose. And guess what? I can't entice you enough. It has to be the Holy Spirit that grabs a hold of you and says, come on, let's have some fellowship. And you begin to say, okay, God, I want everything you've got for me. I want more of you and less of me. And you just seek the presence of God. Last week, we heard the testimony. We were just praising God and I was putting coffee in the microwave and the Holy Spirit came upon me and she began to speak in tongues. That's, That's powerful. But to be infused with the Holy Spirit, The Holy Spirit will make a difference in our lives like nothing else. Because we live the God factor. And the God factor, multiplication. God wants to multiply his presence. God wants to multiply this word into our minds, into our spirit. So that we can walk the straight and narrow. So that we can say to someone, you know what? God can deliver you from porn. God can deliver you from drugs. Let's get some counseling. Let's get some Christian counseling. Let's get maybe a, a rehab program. Let's watch God do a mighty work in your life because God is more powerful. Yes, God is more powerful. The God factor. When you look at the whole world and you realize how in the world so many people are so messed up in their ideology of life in their concepts of, of living for God and, and not living for God and worshiping idols. We are so blessed to live in America. But at the same time, we've opened our doors to all the cultures of the world. And so there's a demonic force that we're fighting in our world today. You wonder why people do the things they do. The prince of this world, Satan, is influencing them to do the evil they do. Yes. And so when we have the power of the Holy Spirit, that, that factor power, it's a multiplication then we begin to push away the things of this world. And the things of this world become strangely dim in the presence of our God. Stand with me today. It's been good to have you in church today. and It's, it's so powerful. It's so powerful. We, this, this time is, is time that we give God some time to speak to our hearts. And, and, and we move out and allow the presence of God Almighty to come to empower us with His love, with His joy, the God factor the multiplication heavenly father i thank you lord that there's nothing too difficult for you that you empower us to live a life to bring glory and honor to you let's take a moment let's take a moment and think about think about repentance Repentance is saying, God, I'm sorry. Repentance is simply saying, God sorry and whatever you need to fill in that blank there God I'm sorry forgive me for whatever has come between you and me God forgive me I repent and I am sorry Just being sorry is not enough, Lord. To repent means I turn and walk away from my sin. I turn and walk away from the things I've done that has been despicable in God's sight. He don't like it. If we just simply say, I'm sorry, and repent, and begin to move in the direction that God has for us, he will empower you. The God factor will come upon you and empower. you. Holy Spirit thank you for having your way in our church and in our lives today and Lord we want to walk in a spirit of forgiveness we want to walk in a spirit of repentance and Lord until there's repentance there's, there's no, no healing from you you want us to repent and walk in obedience to your word and so God give us the ability to say I repent God I'm sorry And Lord, give us the ability when we misunderstand people to forgive them and may they forgive us. God, thank you for the power of forgiveness that you have in our lives because God, there's nothing in our life we can't forgive except blessing the Holy Ghost. And most of us will never do that because we are in tune to feel our conscious pricked by the power of the Holy Spirit. So God, help us today to realize the God factor of multiplication, the multiplication of peace, the multiplication of faith, the multiplication of the Holy Spirit all begins with simple God, forgive me where I've sinned. And Lord, you know that. So Heavenly Father, we, we come in this place today saying thank you. We say thank you, Lord, for your word that speaks to us. Your word that declares the beauty of multiplication. The beauty of the God factor. Around the world, this gospel is preached and it still delivers people from sin. It still empowers the body of Christ to carry on the gospel message. And Lord, we declare that today. We declare that today. For your glory and for your honor. For your glory. Jesus precious name. we come and pray. we come and pray.